This week, on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing our favorite wrestlers and a bunch of other stuff. Hello and welcome to a very special uh, mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Bromley. I am disappointed that we did not bring intro music. Oh yeah, we're going to need it for this one. A little bit of the old lights off, gong sound, lightning strikes, Undertaker comes out. That's right. This week, uh, in post from last week, this is all weirded out. We had to get the it's Avengers... It's all scheduling, people. Scheduling. Yeah. We had to get the Avengers one out in time for Infinity War, so there's no mini-sode preceding it, instead of mini-sode post-seeding it. That's the word, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're basically going to get two mini-sodes in a row. Yeah, yeah. sorry about that. I'm not sorry. Nah, I am, in it. fact, John Rooney. Oh, good point. <laughs> Finally, he got yeah, it out he, there. He's there. Huh? I didn't know who was here for a minute. Yeah. In uh, this week, if you didn't guess right away at the top, we are going to be talking about uh, a number of things. <laughs> uh, we watched the Avengers last week and uh, Infinity War, but we haven't seen it. It's a whole thing. Yeah, and so don't call in with spoilies. Yeah, yeah but jerks. Uh, on our we were, phone line. <laughs> as we were watching the Avengers. Our phone line that just goes to Mark's wife to ask her about Canadian <laughs> politics. <right? laughs> we need Trudeau facts. Uh, or, as I like to call them, true Trudeaus. Oh, <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, couldn't you just say Trudeaus? I mean, that works better in text than it does. Sure, locally, you're right. It doesn't scan properly. Mm, it does not. <laughs> uh, so this week, uh, we, we had a brief discussion whilst watching the Avengers of if we were going to cast the Avengers with... WWE wrestlers from the 80s. <laughs> Who would it be? So, this week, we're casting the Avengers with our favorite pro wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, so, you know pro wrestlers. They're them guys that wrestle, but for monies. Uh, <laughs> they at do, least, they at do. least now they do. They certainly didn't back in <laughs> yeah. the day. No, no, you they know, they do, do work shoots. Uh, they, yeah. make, they maintain kayfabe as much as possible. They join SAG so they can get insurance. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's begin with you, Patrick. I need you to pick an Avenger and the wrestler you want to play that <laughs> Avenger. Now, we are also ignoring uh, faces and heels. So just assume yeah, that no, the wrestlers yeah. are going to actually play the parts and not necessarily be their wrestling persona. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am going to take Tony Stark as played by... Razor Ramon. Ooh. And the reason for that is mostly because all of Tony Stark's lines hit you like a toothpick in the face. True. No question about <laughs> it. No question about they it. They are definitely jagged and lightweight. And thrown at you with utter disdain. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony oozes machismo. In much the same way that he oozes olive oil. Right? Sure. <laughs> Just like Razor Ramon. Just like Razor Ramon. Uh, I, see, I gotta take a little bit of of issue with this. Okay. Oh, there's Be- umbrage. Yeah. I am taking- well, it's a wrestling episode. That's right. Uh, so, Patrick, I am throwing the proverbial gauntlet down. All right. Here, I am taking you on to Bruce Beefcake's The Barbershop set. And much <laughs> like Shawn Michaels, I am going to kick you, Marty Jannetty style, through a plate glass window no! by saying that 
uh, it's obvious that Tony Stark should be played by Ted DiBiase, the million, <laughs> the million dollar, dollar man. man. Sure. The richest sure. asshole in wrestling. I just want to point out that Ted DiBiase rarely did any of his own fighting, and when he did, he desperately needed help. Correct. Well, that's why he teamed up with Virgil, his manservant? I don't <laughs> want to investigate that relationship. Yeah, it was real weird. Uh... But yeah, and then didn't he, wasn't he paired up with Honky Tonk Man for a while? Too? Yeah, because yeah. well, there was class warfare. And then he had like a, a million dollar stable kind of mm. thing, too. Because mm-hmm. he was his, he was like the WWE's Colonel Parker right, at yeah. the same time. Well, then because he created the million dollar belt. Yeah. Which yeah. was an unsanctioned belt that only yeah. he could give that to only people. He could have, I yeah. mean, come on. How is that not Tony Stark? I mean, uh, uh, you're making points. Sure. Is all you, of, so you, were, you were going for more like the looks and like the charisma. And the and attitude. Dude, yeah. Sure, but I was going for like the money and the, money. the, and the running a business sort of acumen <laughs> thing. Yeah. The assholishness. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so John, I need you to pick a wrestler right. and the Avenger that wrestler gonna play. All right, so uh, I'm gonna say Captain America okay. is the Avenger that I'm gonna pick, and uh, I'm gonna get a guy. It's a it's a it's a tie for me between uh, Dusty Rhodes the American Dream of course because it's Fuck right yeah. there oh yeah but also I think just as obvious is current wrestler uh, Mr. Babyface himself John Cena ooh yeah. right, for a little Captain America I, yeah. can, I can see that right I can see the that. problem with having John Cena as Captain America is you can't see him you cannot see him yeah, yeah. and that makes see. filming him virtually impossible right yeah. I don't know how they do it on the WWE they must have built some special cameras yeah I'm not sure I went and saw the movie Blockers the the other day <laughs> and most of the film is just a blank screen who are they trying to stop to? it's just a blank screen trying to stop his daughter from getting laid oh man um, that's like a bizarre existential David Lynch move where like the bad guy is a blank screen <laughs> <laughs> like I'd like to see that conceptualized sure uh, I love Dusty Rhodes though. As oh yeah, America. Dusty Rhodes. Is Dusty Rhodes is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Yeah, and that's talking about call. old school, like Dusty Rhodes, the dad. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Dustin, No, son. not not his son. Yeah, the original, the OG, oh, yeah. Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Mm. Mm. I like that because like he was in it for love of the game. Yeah, he sure, was. of course. Yeah, and the love of pounding people into the mat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, I need you to pick a wrestler and the Avenger that wrestler is going to play. Uh, well, I'm going to go with Thor. Okay. The mighty Thor, yeah. son of Odin, god of thunder. And he's going to be played by Mark Calloway, the phenom, Ooh. Ooh. the undertaker. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Uh, I feel like he's the only wrestler that has the size, speed, and skill to accurately portray Thor. In a world where only wrestlers can play Avengers. Right, right. Here's a quick question, though. Can Paul Bearer play Mjolnir? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I Definitely. Think, I think he has to, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contractually. <laughs> now I need to see a movie where Mark Calloway as the as Thor is throwing Paul Bearer at a bunch of, like, purple alien people <laughs> flying out of a blue laser beam. Yeah. No, and like the whole it. time I'm just going like, yes! Sorry, but I'm done with you. Every so often, oh. Thor holds out his hand. Uh, Paul Bear's ankle flies into his hand, and he just starts wailing around. Now, here's a, here's a really important question that I think we could uh, tackle here real quick. What Avenger do you think would cut the best wrestling promo? Ooh, you know. 
That is tough. That is a that's a good Ooh, one. That's oh. a good one. I'm gonna go with Captain America. And who would he be having beef with? Who's oh. she calling to the mat? Oh well, Iron Sheik, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Some things never change. Uh, you know, Sheik a baby be humble, but he's gonna get his fucking face punched in by Captain America because uh, yeah. Sergeant Slaughter failed to do that the first time and said teamed up with him like a traitor, <laughs> calling you out, Slaughter. Uh, no, Captain America. Captain America, of course, would be the best wrestling promo guy. He's got a lot of experience touring with USO shows, so he's comfortable in front of a crowd. Sure, he's got the stamina to be able to yell and scream for hours on end and he's just a charismatic dude uh yeah i think cap uh we, we the way to go yeah. <laughs> patrick what about you i mean this is a little bit obvious but i'm gonna take hulk sure i think hulk needs a front man his own like paul bearer but i sure. think just being or like huge, a jimmy hart yeah, yeah. right <laughs> jimmy hart <laughs> or his own colonel parker yeah like, <laughs> Ooh, hulk with miss elizabeth yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> like a straight, like she brings him out on a chain kind of thing. That could get weird. I'd like it. <laughs> I would like that a lot. Oh, who's he calling to the mat? Oh, oh, that's a good question, though. Uh, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like all of us, the Hulk was very upset when he kicked Marty Jannetty through that plate glass <laughs> right, window. Yeah. Right? Also, like, the Hulk taking the sweet chin music. Like, I'd like to see that. <laughs> I feel like Hulk wouldn't put up with, like, the old, like, sexy Shawn Michaels, like, oh, no. entrance. Yeah, not at all. Uh, no, yeah, no. he wouldn't put up with that shit at Heartbreaker? All. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Oh, no, 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 the Heartbreak Kid. That's yeah. right. The yeah, Heartbreak that's Kid. Right. When he wore the hearts on his pants. <laughs> John. Oh, it's on you. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, the king of uh, aggressive monologues himself Mr. Nicholas Fury. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, and he's definitely calling Shane to the mat. Oh, of course. <laughs> that piece of shit. <laughs> Taking on Shane McMahon. Yeah. Oh, man. Ugh. But yeah, that dude's got the power and the delivery to not necessarily have to go over the top, but you know he's got that energy in his back pocket for when he needs it. Oh, right, yeah, right. for sure. And then he could, like, bug out the one eye. That would yeah. make for great TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, now that we've covered all this fun stuff, let's just say, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? <laughs> John, let's start with you. Favorite wrestler. All right. I, I'm a huge fan of New Japan. I think it's fucking... The storylines are incredible, and the performers are insanely good. Uh, it's really the future of wrestling, y'all. I mean, a lot of, <laughs> and a lot of wrestlers from New Japan now are, are coming starting over to, to, WWE. to come yeah. to the WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think my all-time favorite... Uh, I love the tag team duo, the Golden Lovers, and specifically Kenny Omega. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Omega is this blonde Canadian... Canadian dum-dum who saw a wrestling tape of New Japan and so he moved to Japan like <laughs> later that month to start his wrestling career in New Japan. Yeah. Knowing absolutely nobody and not being able to read, speak, or understand the language in the slightest. <laughs> so he just started like wrestling bottom of the card and he eventually uh, he teamed up with his tag team partner and they started tagging as the Golden Lovers. Nice. And uh, They had this really good successful run where they were an amazingly good tag team uh like they were doing really intricate stuff like throwing their opponents to each other to like do really cool combo moves but oh no 
His tag team partner is starting to wrestle solo, and he's starting to win. So Kenny Omega feels like he is being, you know, he's holding his partner back. He's not carrying the weight. He's not wrestling as good. So he turns heel and joins the Bullet Club. The (laughs) Bullet Club is a group of American wrestlers who came to Japan and fucking show them that Japanese wrestling sucks. (laughs) They got no respect for the rules. They got no respect. Respect for decorum. They got the numbers and the fight dirty. Oh, so like they are the shittiest. They are the shittiest of shit heels. They are amazing. So Kenny Omega rises to the top rank leader of the Bullet Club, and he's wrestling dirty, and he doesn't care who he hurts. <laughs> Uh, until eventually uh, he's uh, in a really bad wrestling match and he's losing really badly and his old tag team partner of the Golden Lover comes into the ring to try to help him out but it's gone too far Kenny can't take it Kenny says no no I I can't accept your friendship after all the shit that I've done pushes him away but his tag team partner whose name I can't remember is not happening pulls him up off the rat gives him a big old hug that they embrace for like a good solid five minutes and then they re-team. <laughs> they re-team as the Golden Lovers to take down the Bullet Club. And it is fucking great. Now I have to ask you this. The Golden Lovers, are they lovers of each other? Or are they going out and spreading the love They're solid gold the lovers, yeah. man. Here's the thing. They, oh yeah, are they just good at boning? They'll say to like interviews and stuff that they're golden lovers of the sport, okay. but it's pretty clear that they're in love with each other. Oh, nice. oh that's nice. very sweet. Nice. It is very yeah, sweet. Well, nice. I like that. It's nice. very like oddly progressive in the sense that like in Japanese culture right now, like LGBTQ is really not accepted. Like it's it's pretty closeted. Sure. Uh, you know, like as bad as it can it is like the entire state of Alabama is running <laughs> their like their social mores yeah. for gotcha. uh, like queerness and gender bending. So like it's real tough. Uh it's it's hard out there. Uh-huh. In Japan. Yeah. So like it's very cool that they're they're they've been accused of like gay baiting of just like ah you know you're you're two straight guys probably just like trying to like Sure. Stir up controversy, but I think it's pretty genuine. Oh, yeah! It also nice. sounds like it's probably being handled better than uh, gay baiting wrestler Dustin uh, Dustin Rhodes, who played Gold Dust. Oh yeah. yes, that's right. That's that was uh, we probably shouldn't talk about that. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's I'll pick a different favorite wrestler. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm going with Doink the Clown. (laughs) (laughs) Again. (laughs) Oh, God. There's also... There's another uh, New Japan wrestler whose name also escapes me. Like, I love uh, New Japan wrestling, but it's really difficult to follow in the States. You basically have to just, like, live on Twitter to follow it as it's happening. So it's really hard for me to, like, keep the name straight and everything. But there's a particular wrestler who has a signature move where at the beginning of a match, he'll extend his hand to, like, shake because he has respect for his partner. And, like, the, his opponent will just, like, oh, you know, whatever, like, get out of here, I hate you, and refuse to shake his hand, to which he'll just give a big, goofy, like, huh, shrug to the audience, <laughs> like, I tried. <laughs> and then he and just pulls the matches, shit out of somebody. Yeah, he's nice. real good. I, like well, it. I, I like think it. he wrestled Sonic the Hedgehog at one point. That's fantastic. 
That son of a bitch has had it coming for years. Guys, there's two things I fucking love. I love uh, New Japan Wrestling, uh, and I wish that it was easier to follow in America, and I love fucking, like, Hood Slam, (laughs) which is, like, super underground wrestling to the point where if someone on the loudspeaker says, like, Blueberry, we have blueberry muffins. That means hydro drugs. The cops are coming. Oh, sure. Cheese it. It's the cops. So they have, uh, they have, uh, Brosif Gordon Levitt is one of their wrestlers. <laughs> and he'll come to the ring spraying axe body spray at the audience. <laughs> There's fucking Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. He's a frequent wrestler. I mean,. I get it. Are you sure this isn't the Juggalo wrestling? <laughs> right? This is not backyard wrestling. Okay. This happens in an arena. Hey, to be fair, the Juggalo Wrestling Federation at one point was the second largest wrestling promotion in the world. Wow. It eclipsed WCW. Wow. I mean, I'm saying the Venn diagram is probably very close to being a circle. On sure. this of course, of course. Oh, man. Uh, Patrick, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I can't lie. It's kind of cliche, but my favorite growing up was definitely The Undertaker. He uh, he hit that moment perfectly of like the '90s goth revival. Sure, so now, like are, all are that you... mysticism and mystique, and also uh, all of his stuff was great. The Tombstone Piledriver, the Choke Slam, the Tightrope Walking, and one of my favorite conceits in wrestling is the casket match. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. And when he picked up Yokozuna and dropped him in a casket over the rope, that was baller. And that was insane at the time, too. Yeah, because Yokozuna was huge. Well, and Yokozuna was the one in like a one-man like wrecking through crew through all of oh, WWE. Yeah. And the only person who picked him up before that was Lex Luger, and that was like a hip toss kind yeah. of thing. Like, it was not a body slam, but... Undertaker picked him up and tossed. Now, are you talking purple Undertaker or like weird gray possible I'm other Undertaker? I'm gonna go old school purple okay. Undertaker. Yeah, like it's important to have the purple liner and purple underneath. Otherwise, you're not a real '90s yeah. goth. Because there was that whole story arc where Undertaker died, and then, and then two there was another Undertaker. Yeah, but then like, the other Undertaker. Hero. Yeah, it got crazy. Well, I mean, an Undertaker had a career. His last. I mean, it, it's been forever. He literally just wrestled this last WrestleMania and yeah. won what many think will be his final match against yeah. John Cena. Against John Cena, yeah. Um, but, I mean, for me, The Undertaker reached his peak at Hell in the Cell when he lifted mankind oh, and yeah. threw him off of the cell into oh, a table. God. And then you hear oh, Jim, Ross, Jim Ross, my God, he <laughs> killed him! He killed He's dead! And he's just, it's that shot of him at the top of the cage with just the sweat hair covering oh, his yeah. face, just staring down. And that, that's like, those matches, because there were several of them, but yeah. The Undertaker and Mick Foley, two of the greatest wrestlers ever. Absolutely. Did like five or six matches in a long feud, and those were all just fucking golden. And that hell in the cell, because then after he gets thrown off the cell into the Spanish language announcer's table yes, and he smashes does. it, mm-hmm. he climbs back onto the cell God, and up. then gets choke slammed through the two levels of cell yes, back into yes. the thing. Breaks a vertebrae in his neck, yeah. gets up. 
keeps wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Mick Foley was no joke. We'll get we'll get there in a little bit, buddy. And, uh, <laughs> if I can throw honorable mention, because I also watched a shitload of WCW, and this is also a cliche choice, but uh, we can't let this pass without a little shout out to the Nature Boy, oh, <laughs> Ric Flair. Woo! I loved that uh, he had like a big match coming up on one of their pay per views, and he had like some bullshit Monday night fight with some dude, and he came out in his suit and tie, <laughs> and within yeah. like ninety seconds, put the dude in figure four like I loved it he was such yeah. a cocky asshole also oh. my uncle who was like an insurance consultant for construction companies claims that he was uh, like worked on a case where people had gone to Ric Flair's house for a party and some dude threw another dude through a wall <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah, my sure. uncle. Some dude <laughs> threw at Ric Flair's party right. threw a guy through a wall. So they're like, oh, we got a. There's an insurance claim on this giant hole in a wall. <laughs> That's so good. That's great. one of my favorite stories. Oh, Mark. Favorite wrestler. It's Mick Foley. I mean, oh, man. it has to I be mean, Mick Foley. It's such a cr- cactus, Jack. Mick Foley wrestled. Uh, he took a long, circuitous route to. WWE then F you know or whatever oh, prominence yeah. get the F out like he wrestled in Japan like hardcore matches oh yeah like just like barbed wire razor blades baseball bats like the rough stuff uh, and when he came to the WWE finally uh, he he had unlike any other wrestler couldn't settle on a gimmick so he took three <laughs> yes yes he did he was he was uh, Mick Foley uh, uh, who there was uh, Cactus Jack Cactus Jack he's sort of like western sort of inspired guy yeah there was Dude Love Dude Love his the weird hippie man mm-hmm. and of course Mankind, Mankind. the uh, originally played for very serious like escaped deranged mental patient mm-hmm. yeah but eventually played for goofs yeah, yeah. We, I can't remember was it Mankind that stole Jake the Snake's snake yes yes and yes. then like butt slammed it in the yeah. ring yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also had Mr. Socko Mr. Socko a dusty disgusting dirty sock that, that he, he would, would pull use. out of his like dick yeah and then put on his hand and then apply <laughs> shove it his, in your mouth his fish yeah. move the mandible claw yeah. which is just jamming his fingers in your mouth yeah, yeah. yeah. it's fucking gross uh, and again, also to be fair Mick Foley great fucking guy does an extraordinary amount of charity work especially for like victims of domestic violence right like uh uh, yeah, and in his later years, like after he ended up leaving the WWE, uh, became a best-selling author. Yeah, uh, Netflix movie Mick Foley Santa Claus, yeah. where he like uh, went around hanging out with uh, mall Santas. Yeah, um, now tours as a stand-up comedian. Like <laughs> Mick Foley can do it all, yeah. and he's got cauliflower ear. Uh, he's got cauliflower body. <laughs> Brutalized. I love Mick Foley. I just, I really want to see him like double bill with Dana Gould now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he fought like all like like of the like the, what is it, the Attitude Era. Oh yeah. Like he fought The Rock and fucking Stone Cold and all those guys all, too. Yeah, Undertaker, like, oh, all of it. Yeah. So good. The great Mick Foley. Uh, and then I guess if I have to pick, everyone else pick kind of a backup wrestler. Yeah, backup. Uh, I will pick a backup wrestler, and it will be. Rowdy Rowdy Pike. Oh, I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Rowdy Rowdy Piper wasn't the best wrestler in the WWF by a long shot. Um, He was more known for his 
outsized personality yeah. and his absolutely insane promos. Yes. Uh, yes. But he wearing earns... a flannel shirt as if it were a kilt. Oh well, yeah. no! He, yeah, yeah, a flannel shirt killed, <laughs> and then a shirt proclaiming himself Rowdy. Rowdy. Yeah, right, right. In case yeah, he yeah. forgot, right? It wasn't <laughs> which, for you, which he was it liable was for. Him. Yeah. Uh, but Rowdy Rowdy also gets a huge uh, bump for me for starring in They Live, oh, yeah. Yeah. one of the seminal John Carpenter classics, uh, with one of the greatest, if not the greatest, movie fight scene in history. Uh, we'll do that someday, sure. I promise. Uh, and then also for playing the Mickey Rourke analog on It's Always Sunny yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah, I was going to say, he has an excellent turn as the maniac. The maniac. On uh, oh the, the gang wrestles for the troops or whatever yes, it is. Yeah. And then yeah. later on coming back for the one where they all joined the multi-level marketing oh, scam. Oh, yeah. Oh, the maniac, so good. Fucking Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Uh, any other uh, uh, wrestling guys you guys want to bring up? I mean, there's a big elephant in the room that I think we need to open a portal to another dimension to say hi to. And that is? Let's just try to get this portal open. <laughs> Macho Man, back for the first time in a long time. <laughs> Not only is he one of the greatest wrestlers ever, he is also one of the greatest dragons Yes. Uh, absolutely true. Yeah. So, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, who, what Avenger would you have played by a wrestler, and what wrestler would that be? Ooh, if I was going to pick a wrestler to play an Avenger, brother, let me tell you who it would be. Macho Man himself Ooh. would play the Vision. I'll allow it. Nice. Because we are nice. both robotic and predictable <laughs> and can phase through solid matter whenever we want. Oh, I didn't know that last one. He's though. not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Nice. Uh, favorite Don't you remember that time when Jake the Snake's snake <laughs> bit me? It didn't really. I went through my arm. <laughs> went right through. Uh, yeah, I do remember you were like tied to the ropes. Yeah. And uh, his snake bit you a lot. <laughs> No! <laughs> he went full kitty pride on it. No! <laughs> material. So, uh, who is your all time favorite wrestler? Tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright! Alright, interesting choice. Interesting choice. Oh, Tugboat and Earthquake, the natural. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Now, I mean, it, it's not a, it's not, it's not the sexiest choice, but I really enjoyed watching the man wrestle. He was really good at the craft of the fight choreography, and that is Bret Hart. Sure, like Bret right. Hart was really good at putting on a show in the fight. Not yeah. necessarily the greatest talker, greatest attitude, greatest character, but he did really well in the ring every yeah. time. He was just a consummate professional. That's true. That's true. Uh, if I had to do a, a backup last wrestler, I mean. Uh, <sighs> I had a real like, I had a real big uh, 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 honorable mentiony uh, soft spot in my heart for Big Boss Man back in the day. Big sure. Boss Man, even though turned he was, guardian angel Boss Man. Yeah, yeah, even though he was a complete shithead in real oh, life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just the idea of a fat prison guard <laughs> like wrestler was just hilarious yeah, to me, and yeah. I love Big Boss Man fighting. Big Boss uh, Man. They did the jail cell match. It was him in the Mountie. Yeah. Yeah, you remember the Mountie? I miss the 80s wrestling. <laughs> oh, man. Guys like Erwin R. Scheister, the IRS. IRS, Erwin R. Scheister, who was a huge man in a suit. Yes. <laughs> he was before Triple H being a huge man in a suit. But he but he was dressed as, like, the main nerd from Revenge of the Nerds. Right, right. 
Oh, I think what's amazing so is that the 80s had all these outsized personalities and all these gimmick wrestlers that was basically a Saturday morning cartoon yeah, happening. Definitely. Like, on Monday nights. Uh, and yet, that was like the height of kayfabe. Oh, yeah. yes. Like, that was at the height of, no, wrestling's real. Yeah. This is all real. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Undertaker's dead, and he got revived in a voodoo curse. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to say with a straight face. Right. When Hulk Hogan hears people yell his name, he, he is gets le- stronger. <laughs> he is legitimately overcome by a very real medical <laughs> diagnosis yeah. called Hulkamania. Yeah. yeah. And then when, his mind. And it's amazing, because then, like, when uh, they had the curtain call, which kind of broke Kayfabe. Kayfabe is, like, the code word for, like, ah, play your characters there's like normies around and we got to give them the show yeah uh so you know if two wrestlers were supposed to have a rivalry they couldn't be seen together outside like having fun together uh so there was one wrestling match it was it was a fucking nash it was triple h Shawn michaels Michaels. and scott hall and basically everybody was leaving to go do other things but they were all super best friends behind the Mm -hmm. scenes uh, so they wrestled their last match, and they all, like, after the camera stopped rolling, they all, like, climbed into the ring and, like, hugged and high-fived and, like, had a celebratory good time. The problem was in the storyline, they were all supposed to hate each yeah. other. Well, so that kind of, that kind of like, shattered the illusion once and for all that, like, no, 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 it's staged, it's all an act. But then when that happened, all of the outsized personalities, like, that's when you had, like, The Rock hit the scene and Stone Cold hit oh, the yeah. scene, and it was all about, like... Weirdly enough, as soon as it was widely accepted that it was a staged sport event, that it was like an entertainment and not a sport, right. mm-hmm. that's when it got like way smaller personalities. I mean, I mean, like The Rock, his tagline for the most for the longest time was, "I am the most electrifying man in sports entertainment." Yeah. Sports entertainment. Yeah. It, like it just it became so like weird. The thing I love about the curtain call is it wasn't actually a televised event; like it was just a match that they had in like New York. But like and someone had like video. Someone, it. and this yeah. is how dated it is. Someone snuck in a fucking camcorder. Yeah. They didn't even like have phone footage. Somebody snuck in an honest to god VHS camcorder. Yeah. And caught that on tape. Did either of you guys do backyard wrestling at a time, or like wrestling with your friends? Or on like trampolines, yeah, we did like yeah, yeah. We do trampoline wrestling, yeah. like uh, yeah, like old mattress wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's we, nothing better than power bombing one of your middle school buddies. Yeah, in high on school, a trampoline. In yeah. high school, my friends and I had our own <clears throat> wrestling league. It was called the ZWF. I was the I was the hardcore champion. Nice. Uh, and because we were goofy and uh, it was the 90s and everyone was casually racist. Of course. My character, a parody of Stone Cold Steve Austin, was the rock warm Dago. Uh, because of my semi-Italian heritage. Oh, man. Uh, my finishing move was called the meatballer and it was a submission <laughs> move <laughs> where I would uh, get someone down there and take their, put my hand around someone's face and then around their legs and then just try to move their face and their feet together. Nice. <laughs> it really does hurt when someone does it. Oh, to yeah, you. I bet. So it I worked bet, a lot. I bet, yeah. See, I had been, uh, me and my friend, like, we would do, like, the little bit of, like, wrestling around, but uh, I was mostly, we would do, uh, like, Super Nintendo wrestling games. Oh, sure, yeah. Because yeah. that was a real good time. Uh, oh, fucking. Fire Pro Wrestling is the shit. WCW so versus NWO was the best 64 game behind Goldeneye to play yeah. with your friends ever. Mm-hmm. 
Easy. For sure. I also, I love, I can't remember which wrestling game it was, but one of them had Andy Kaufman as an unlockable character. <laughs> and it was great. Uh, Intergender Andy champion. Andy Kaufman yep. and his stint fighting uh, Jerry, Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler. The king. king. <laughs> All right. Way to be totally jinxing yeah, that man. whole time. Yeah, no big deal. Good old uh, Jerry Lawler. So that's going to do it for this uh, not so many, many episode of Body <laughs> Counts. It's enough. It's, it's mini compared to most of our regular episodes. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, if you want to tell us who your favorite wrestler is, reach out and tell us, and we will talk about it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, email. All that shit will be at the end. You'll hear it. My name is Mark Rosendahl. My name is Patrick Bromley, and I'm so sad. It's so uncomfortable to have to have these conversations and not talk about Chris Benoit. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just a shame. Love that guy. <laughs> Way to take us out on a downer. Yeah. And you are? John Rooney, and I'm getting us out of this tailspin. <laughs> Pulling down the lever and bringing us out to the sky. Oh, thanks, Balu. I don't remember any of the words to the tailspin song. I don't know, but can I fly behind your plane with, like, a rope and a boomerang as a ski? There's some mommy look behind you. We're a tailspin. That's not Go. it. That's not even <laughs> No, I think you. it's like... Tailspin, when you're in trouble, you call the tailspin. Tailspin, that's not it either. Tailspin, tail and spin. That's Rescue Rangers. I mean, they all look the same to me. They're cartoons. Rescue Rangers. It all looks like paint. I mean, they all were like kind of bears. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or pretty much anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. And please leave us a rating or a review. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast. Or you can email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.